Hello and welcome to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. This is a nice little podcast where we get to discuss marketing at the coalface, understand the real human problems that come about from employing marketing strategies and what we learn, the experiences that we gain, what really happens when you roll out a campaign and how do you find success in the long term. We'll be discussing this and other topics and many, many, many meanders along the way around marketing in our lives, in our experiences, and in the experiences of other specialists who will get to join us on the podcast. We hope that you enjoy it an awful lot. We certainly enjoy recording it. And now, episode one of Marketing Meanders. This is Sally and Sam, and we are going to meander through some marketing thoughts. We hope you enjoy them. So we're going to start now. Sam, off you go. Well, yes, thank you, Sally. Um, as we say, um, this is uh, meandering through marketing and uh, specifically campaigns today. So um, I think we want to address a series of questions, one of what, which is uh, the pretty obvious one of what is a campaign um, and really I think when when we noted that down, I thought, well, well, you know, what, what is, how long is a piece of string? All those kind of things. What is a campaign? Yep. Depending on who you are, what, yep, you're, what you're campaigning for, what you're actually trying to get across to the audience, who the audience is. There are so many questions, and it's but it is quite useful. I mean, really, a campaign is a list of tactics to achieve a goal that you have um, identified as important for your business. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, um, I, I think the word campaign has become synonymous with so many different um, things. Now, we, we hear campaigning on, on, on different channels, or mainly digitally, or a campaign, an advertising campaign, or, yeah. uh, or a presidential campaign. campaign. Presidential campaign. You know, it's become, it's one of those typical marketing buzzwords. It's just, it starts to lose a lot of meaning unless you actually have gone back to the basics of, understanding what a campaign is originally and as you say actually having a set of tactics having a, an actual um uh, a plan and actually um well actually just having a plan having a campaign as part of a plan is quite often where a lot of marketers or, or, or non-marketers who are trying to market just it doesn't exist that's what i find so startling um, i think that's right i think i mean i think a campaign means you have to go back to the very very basics of what you're trying to achieve it makes you think very hard your plan because you need to discover what exactly are you trying to sell who are you exactly trying to sell it to and where do those people live or hang out online but most importantly, how much money have you got to use use on this campaign? Because it's all very well having, you know, grand, grandiose ideas about, you know, um, garden parties or fluffy balloons or, you know, gold plated bricks that you're going to send to people. This is possibly not going to fit into your budget. So you're going to fall over before you even start. So before you even start, you've got to nail the facts about what you're trying to do with what and whether you can afford it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you say, I mean, it's about the, the budgeting and then just but right from the, the groundwork and putting in the groundwork yeah. beforehand, the research, the understanding. But I mean, it can seem a bit scary, I guess, to some people thinking, oh, my goodness, what, what do, do I have to do all of this specialist market research? And, and, and you know, what, how, how do you even start with that? And then 
what is it going to be in terms of, you know, I find out a lot of information, but how does that influence the campaign I need to actually then deploy? And, and then I think there's also, when people start thinking about campaigns, they think about, well, where, you say, where's this going to be? So you say, where are the alliance are calling it the watering holes of my audience? And, yeah. and, and they've probably seen, I mean, the, the most campaigns people get exposed to these days, I mean, that they might hear some of the radio, they'll, they'll certainly have um, adverts popping up on, uh, on their screen when they, they um, go to any regional newspaper in particular where you can't even get to the content because there's adverts everywhere uh, or, or on the TV, you know. And so the, immediately it, 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 it's also quite hard, if, I suppose, if you're uh, you know, a non-marketer in particular to actually understand, well, how, how much am I, what sort of ballpark of spending am I going to have? How do I find out the costs? And also what does the, you know, the marketing mix and everything as they, as they, as they term it, where, where am I going to place yeah. Uh, my campaign but th that groundwork is 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 the crucial thing which will actually start to give you some of the answers and they are quite basic answers actually in essence uh, to a certain yeah. degree you just have to ask the questions don't you it really is it's not difficult if you sit down and think okay i i produce handbags so that's that's what i'm marketing um i know that these handbags sell very well to um 25 year old women because i've i've sold a lot of them and that's who i'm marketing to um, but they've also told, but those 25 year old women have told me that their mothers like them as well. So I think that might be a market as well. So that's my audience. And then I have to think, when am I going to do it? Well, it's coming up to Christmas. This might be a really good time to do it. So perhaps I'll do it in November. I'll run this campaign in November. And then you have to look at, to say how much should you spend is really hard. So budget is the hard bit. But you really need to look and think each bag, let us say, is worth £100. So every time I sell one, I make £100, but you probably don't because then you have to take off costs. So you're probably making £50. So have, is that whole £50 going to be what you could spend marketing, budgeting, marketing it? Well, probably not, because some of that £50 also has to pay your salary and uh, has to pay for some of the freelance design you're going to have to use as part of this campaign. So, no, you haven't got £50. And you really want to make some profit off of this. So you've probably got, let's say, £12 per bag to spend on this. So if you're going to spend four bags, you've got £24 to spend. And so you can work it out backwards. Mm. And then you might think, well, actually, I'm just going to spend a little bit more because this is Christmas time and I'm going to make it a bit more sparkly. So it's probably I'm going to risk a bit more spend. But the most important thing before you even start planning is to know how much you can spend. Otherwise, you're going to have to do all your thinking all over again. Because if you think we're going to have a garden party and a gold plated brick and you think, oh, that's going to cost five thousand pounds then you think oh can't afford that back to the beginning so really knowing how much you're going to spend is one of your key questions at the very very beginning yeah absolutely and it's also that um i remember um i, I was in a meeting with a, a guy who was we were trying to launch a new uh, educational program and uh, the guy was a a, a a serial entrepreneur and uh, and he was saying i i kind of imagined because i mean he he was literally in the position of having you know bought and sold set up and then sold multi-million pound or multi multi-million dollar uh, as it was because he was from the states um businesses and you think oh gosh well that that must be terribly advanced and and you know gosh that's the, the big leagues and can't even imagine how you'd start with that but then actually he he equates everything back down to the cottage industry of somebody selling like say the handbags as you say so the idea of 
just get back down to the basics and in terms of when you're starting with the budgeting and understanding just the, the very basics of what it actually you can afford to spend but also in terms of um, the, the tactics you can start to employ so he went a bit further in terms of you know um, try things out test things uh, within the budget of what, what you can afford to spend um, but you know this whole fail fail quickly kind of mentality he didn't say use the, that uh, the buzzwords necessarily but he said about you know knowing what what sort of uh, balance you have for your, your budget no matter how small it is yep. even if it's 10 pounds advertising in the local um uh, you know newspaper or, or parish newsletter you, however wherever you start you've got to understand how much you can spend and then you 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 work within those parameters and actually it can give you even though as you said you for some people it can be slightly scary with some of the numbers actually the numbers can then set you free because all of a sudden you're not going to go out and spend ten thousand pounds on a on a on a television advert or something you are going to spend yeah. what you can based on where you are and what, what you're doing and then you know how much money you need to seek as well don't you um, yeah that's right and it makes you think very hard about what you can and can't afford so it's it's extremely unlikely that most uh, people with a new business are going to be able to afford television advertising i mean it's not impossible but unlikely and so you then think okay but I do want it to be visual. So then perhaps you could make a video and put that on your Facebook page because it's, although it's not a television advert, it's a night, it's a big action at time. So there's no reason you should think, oh, well, if I can't do a television advert, nothing visual can happen. Lots can happen. You just have to think about it differently. Yeah, totally. I mean, and, and it's, and I think with the, and there's so many, gosh, there's so many areas to explore, which we're going to have to do in a whole number of conversations around Indeed. the planning, the preamble, the groundwork, the thinking, the, the, the processes you put in place, yep. the disciplines you need to, to, to actually launch campaigns, yep. monitor them, find out how, how they're performing, how you need them to perform and everything. But there, there's also that thing that strikes me when, when you, at the very beginning and when you're thinking about the discipline of, say, marketing overall, creating a campaign, you've always got the art and the science. And, and um I, I, it's something I definitely live by in, in marketing and something that this um, uh, a marketing professor always used to talk about was he was always talking about the left and the right hand brain marketer and actually not having to be a marketer necessarily it could be a small business but you, either you have the the abilities to think in a, in a creative and then a more scientific way or you get somebody to help you with the one that you're not as, as strong at doing effectively in a very human way you kind of need to have both those because you might say well I've got a fantastic budget worked out I know how much I need to spend. I know where my profit margins are. I know what I want to get this quarter, and, 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 and I can create the product very well. But actually, I don't have any. I don't have a creative bone in my body. And, I, and I, how do I? How do I create something that's interesting and engaging? Um, absolutely. Um, but that's where you need the help, presumably, as well, isn't it? Yeah, and Sam, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you if you if you're part of a marketing team, then you're part of a team because there are going to be some people in it that are better than others at doing, let's say, LinkedIn campaigns or writing copy. These are two different skills potentially, and you actually have to make the most of the scheme. And one shouldn't be ashamed. Oh, I can't do that. That's hopeless. If you can't do it, find somebody who can. Don't just do it badly because then your campaign will fail. Find somebody who's going to do it well for you and then you've spent your money wisely. Mm, absolutely that's the thing isn't it and then it and and, and really it it can be one of the one of the biggest things to begin with there's just that questioning of yourself and thinking gosh yes i mean i've, I've got to be able to come up with something creative and, and i've got to be able to then uh, monitor it or i mean you you, you often see examples don't you going just too far in one extreme or the other and I, I think usually particularly with the way in which now you know social media and and, and uh, things like uh, canva and 
other other um, online tools make things very easy for us all to be sort of creative effectively and so you you can do that and it's not to sort of put people off and say you know don't even try creating something and creating no. a press book. you should absolutely see see how it goes because it, it can also be a lot absolutely. of fun, uh creating things but actually sometimes people go you know go you know really large with the creative and then you think well that's marvelous but i've spent twice as much time as i can spend and yeah. i've not got any results or they go far too far on the other side you've got a really powerful message but it's just in text and yep. you never use a video or any that's other type of media to engage anybody online but because it's there and it's so easy it's so accessible just walk around your mobile create a message and say there you go I've yep. done that and I've even scheduled a whole tweet deck of, of, of tweets going out for two months. It's marvellous, but it's really dull. Yes, so, so only, only people balance. only ever look at one of them. Yes. Yeah. So well, the most important thing to do is when you've done something creative, be that writing or drawing or creating an image, show it to other people. Not because you're incapable of making the decision, but other people might be able to give you really good advice. You know this is brilliant but that's a really horrific color pink change it and you'll be really surprised about how useful that is so always 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 show it to somebody else yeah i mean i think that's really important i mean i think we were um, discussing this before and it's something that came up uh, for, for me that there's um uh there's some people i'm looking to collaborate with at the moment and uh they are it's actually a bit of a quid pro quo actually very much i i mean writing um some material they're help, helping to edit it and then um they have something which uh be producing some uh, creative on on some um linkedin adverts and i'm coming back and helping to um uh recommend some some ideas there as well actually for the visual side um even though i'm not a professional with with graphic design so i work with another graphic designer who is which is great so you do find these complementary skills when people are particularly in this climate i think working for themselves or even just it may even be in a team but isolated in in, in their own yeah. their own working space absolutely and you know they have to be they have to expedite getting things finished and done and then there isn't that checking um yeah. and a second pair of eyes or even a third pair of eyes um, yeah. them, which is important yeah sam's absolutely right give give yourself time to check it just actually budget time in for yourself show it to somebody else and make yeah. sure that you've made a sense just exactly the same as a b testing because in the factory where if you do any a b testing what you're doing is showing it to a kind of audience type and seeing what they think so effectively a b testing is showing it to your friends as well yeah absolutely and, and and it's as you say and i think that's a really important um part of this whole this whole thing again and with the campaign going to the sort of back to the the process and and uh, as you say time because time i think i wrote the other day that you know time and focus are the sort of two of the greatest enemies of a, of a of a marketer a marketing team i think or, or yeah, a sales yeah. team any sort of team really but i think in particular i i, I don't know because being a marketer, I, I just feel that's one of the hardest things where you are, particularly when you're selling a portfolio of products and there's always going to be competing concerns. There's always going to be, you know, you're, 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 you have multiple life cycles. You have campaigns and products which are mature, ones which are just being launched, ones yeah. which are somewhere in the middle and struggling, some which are doing well. Um, and you, you, you just have very little time to really sort of, um, well, to make time to, to uh, analyze whatever it is you're doing at any, at any point, but that's so crucial, I mean, particularly at the beginning, isn't it, really? I think, as you yeah, said, it's completely. factoring in and budgeting for that time as well. 
but scheduling is unbelievably important because I was once doing a campaign, a whole raft of campaigns for a company was launching a brand new website and it was quite a dramatic big new website. And we'd set up all these campaigns and we had scheduled in dates for terrific Twitter campaigns and LinkedIn campaigns. And they were all sitting there ready to go at the touch of a button. And we were on the verge of touching the button. And we were in a meeting and it, what they hadn't told us, all of a sudden one went, oh yeah, the website launch has been delayed. I beg your pardon? Oh yeah, it won't be coming out for about another six weeks. And we were on the verge of pressing a button, which is going to say, our new website's here. Come and look at it now. So you need to schedule it really carefully, not just with yourself and your marketing team, but with the rest of your company. Make sure that what you're promising can happen is actually going to happen. Otherwise, you immediately look an idiot and you, you lose trust. You're all the, that lovely audience that you've been nurturing, you lose instantly. Mm. So scheduling, but checking your schedule matches everybody else's schedule is vital, really important. Yeah. Oh, it really is. I mean, I remember um, a, a large organisation I used to work for. We introduced the idea of you know agile team working, and um, and it was uh, it had shifted to a lot of online product development, um, and uh, and that that was the first time actually that everybody they created everyone was separated into the typical silos uh, of you know product development, and then um, you know marketing, and then um, operational support. Um, and they're the never ever going to speak to each other. Exactly, exactly. And, and, Dangerous. and it very rarely did, you know, very rarely did. And, and, and so, yeah, you would have these situations where somebody would say, right, yeah, product's ready to go. Oh, the marketing's not there. All the other way around. Yeah, the marketing, we've been working really hard on this because we in a similar situation to you. Said it was going to be ready and, oh, no, we're not. Okay, well, uh, we'll have to try and uh, yeah. <laughs> make it up somehow. Um, but then actually when they, they did shift to a model uh, which got, and the only way they did it was getting literally everyone in the room, uh, just everybody Hurrah. in the area. And uh, and then creating new clusters of teams, so that the whole um, structure uh, had to change to try and have a new model where you were incorporated. You actually got involved. I mean, God, God forbid this happens all the time, but my goodness, getting involved in actually the, the product development and understanding the audience at a very early stage before you even had an idea of any sort of campaigns you would use yeah. to engage the audience and the product you were developing and, and having marketing research. Um, uh, informing you on what was important to happen and and the whole instead yeah. of the typical waterfall product development the agile model which was applied to all yeah. functionality right from developing the product to you know selling it to the aftercare support the lifetime uh, relationship all started to come together into one yeah. and that was that was great but again that took a huge amount of, of, of goodwill and a massive amount of pushing from from the from the top yeah. Uh, to make that happen and but if you are in a in a in a smaller business and or, or sorry from your own you can start to try and you know get these pieces put together so it's not exactly conversation with your team to another team it's yeah part of your brain to another part of your brain or you know working Absolutely. day on monday does it connect with friday and and yeah are you on the same page in your own it's thinking but even as, a, as an individual, you need to be careful that you don't, as you say, silo your brain, because that is possible. You can think, oh, I've done all that. I've produced some beautiful Canva designs, which are going to go into my LinkedIn campaign over here. And then you're then you're thinking about, you know, I've just bought a new leather, in, a, a lot of new leather for my new handbags. And actually, this is better leather than the other leather for my handbags. So I'm going to have to ditch those handbags and make new handbags. And you forget that you've actually scheduled a load of LinkedIn campaigns. In fact, you did that this morning. 
and now you've changed your mind so you need it's not wrong to change your mind in fact it's incredibly valuable but you do need to keep listening to yourself and make sure that you keep the whole thing in on in sight mm, yeah and, and and it's probably i mean some practical um organization there i mean i suppose certain uh, members of us are incredibly well organized and, and we have everything just so and there's like an action plan for the day almost don't show off them uh oh, no 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 <laughs> but then that kind of keeping yourself honest isn't it that sort of i i think having at least if you if you start as you mean to go on the you know the yeah. the, the idea of having an idea of your budget your plan but i think the simplicity is really important like your your um one page plans when we first started working together your you know it was a revelation to me the the, the one side uh, marketing marketing plan, plan. yep um, and attaching budgets so there was importance immediately for anybody who was looking at it senior or whatever they knew that there was budget attached so money was being spent but also you know who's doing what when they're doing it but you can even do that you know either for yourself or for a team or for collaborators it's but it's so important to have that but it's a nice simple um, one side instead of a, a huge yeah. home of, of yeah you know various campaign parameters and budgets and etc wherever you are never ever ever let yourself be encouraged to write a tome because it is a waste of your time because nobody will read that tome i absolutely guarantee i've been working in marketing for nearly 40 years and i have written many a tome and i know absolutely know that it gets written put in a bottom drawer never seen again it's, I mean, I'm not saying that the work behind it isn't valuable. What I am saying isn't valuable is spending hours on end writing a, a war and peace marketing campaign plan. Mm. It's a waste of your time. I don't know if you find this as well. When I sometimes I with with with, with clients now, I mean, I I'll end up doing. I always have a dual purpose for a sort of a plan. Well, I'll write a plan, but it's it's a proposal almost, but then it's a plan at the same time. But I, in doing that you're naturally trying to keep something pr pr as concise as you can and, and not writing yep. too much detail. Because I find it, as you say, if I, because I, I naturally, uh, my natural uh, propensity is to, is to write a lot and I'll, I'll write on and on and repeat myself uh, quite a lot. And then, and then I'll have to come back and edit it. And actually very important as well, I'll probably get someone else to edit uh, what, what I'm writing. So, to, to, so <laughs> second advice. But, um, but I will, you can almost find you start to justify some of your plans so you might write you could write an entire year's plan um you know right here right now and it sounds fantastic and you, you've kind of convinced yourself uh, that all these things are going to be they've been backed up and justified and etc and so forth all these tactics you're going to employ and then you either you say well no one else reads it you probably don't end up reading it perhaps either but also it's kind of not deluded you necessarily but sort of it's, it's put you on a path which perhaps is very uh, intractable and, and you just, you can't make changes when you need to, you can't adapt. Uh, but also you've kind of, you, you've not, you convinced yourself that yeah. certain tactics are correct. But I mean, that's the, I think having that right degree, it's a balance, I suppose, the right degree of fluidity in your approach, but the simplicity there as well. I mean, particularly if you're working with a team, the idea of your plan is there, it's backed up by the evidence you have available at the time, it's backed up by budget, um, it's it's actually you can follow it um, and and it can flex it can change as Absolutely. need be as needs develop and because you know if you'd have started a marketing plan um, in January what, what what would you be doing by the end of March in the UK here you know we yep. COVID. I mean if yep. we didn't change things or couldn't flex um, yep. I mean where would we be 
I think you've just used two of the most important words to, you, to think of as you're writing a marketing pan, campaign. One of this fluid and the other one is flexible because it's not just about what the environment around you is doing, but you might find that you've started a campaign and it's gone out on Twitter and you thought it was going to be absolutely brilliant, but actually you've had dreadful response. It's had truly awful response. And you then need to change your marketing plan and possibly the marketing plans that are surrounding it and actually turn it into something else. So you need to flex it and be, and you turn it into something else and be fluid and make sure your mind is being fluid as well. Make sure you're thinking, oh, stop thinking. I was wedded to that. That was a really good idea. I can't move any further. You have to think, okay, maybe that wasn't quite in the right direction. I know, let's just do something different. Let's turn it into a balloon, not a brick, whatever you, however you've decided to do it. So you do, flexibility and fluidity is really important partly because one plan needs to flow into another plan so you might be running your campaign will have multiple channels running in it so you'll have a twitter channel linkedin campaign a, a linkedin plan uh, email plan you might even be doing some really old-fashioned postage plan marketing you never know and they have to mix, they have to be, there has to be a fluid line between them all, because often your audience will, will get all of them. You might have someone who gets, who looks at your Twitter, your LinkedIn, your email campaign, and they get a catalog coming through their letterbox. So you've got to make sure that one message runs through all of it, but that they complement each other. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. maybe I've received a Twitter campaign saying, Oh, these handbags are brilliant. And the next day I get a I get a catalogue of your handbags coming through the post and I think, wow, yeah, they are really are. I can see better now that they are brilliant. Mm. So you need to make sure that they're connected and the and your message flows through them. Yeah, absolutely. And and it is also I suppose comes down particularly these days, you know, the the, the ability we have to use different formats of um uh about well, advertising effectively you know using videos using um you know webinars other content you the fact that you can i mean depending on the product of course yeah, the fact yeah. that you can mix mix around so much but and i suppose with all of those things then one of the, the, the key things in terms of being fluid and and and, and also having the flexibility to adapt is, is really um knowing if it's actually working or not yeah. which again i mean I think one of the biggest questions I've always come up against myself, but also every, every single marketer I've ever spoken to has been, um, you know, return on investment and uh, attribution. So understanding what is working, is it making me any money and where, where, where and how is, 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 is this good stuff happening if it is happening? And yeah. I think we it, that's actually, again, it's one of those things you get carried away, can't you? If, 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 if things are going well, uh, with a new product, you think wonderful. I'm selling all these handbags. That's marvellous. But yeah. I've no idea uh, what's selling them. It's just work. It's just, just it's just magic. It's that no, they're just marvellous handbags. What, what what less could I expect? Exactly. And then and then and then you know not understanding or, or perhaps having any any um, uh, model, even if it's a simple model, just to understand. Well, yeah. So I, I know I spent that that you know that, that ten pounds from earlier on. I was talking about in the local parish uh, yeah. newsletter, the village newsletter. And actually, I've discovered that, uh, yes, you know, five sales of handbags came directly from that. So you might think, well, I might, I might do that again then. Or you might think you've done it once. You've no idea if it works or not. And then you didn't bother spending money again. And then the next two months, you didn't sell the thing because exactly. your amazing channel didn't work because it wasn't, it wasn't there. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's, again, the, the general principle of understanding a bit of attribution and ROI. But it's that magic 
the magic uh, uh, area, isn't it, to try and track yeah, down? Yeah. We're bumping into that dangerous word analytics because, and it's it's very it's very easy to go. Oh, I don't want to, but it's really more important than anything else you do. Actually, there are two things that are really important. One is setting the budget. One is making sure that budget is being spent properly. And you should start measuring things from the moment you press the go button on any tactic. So the moment you set your LinkedIn campaign going or you send out your catalog in the post, from that moment on, you need to start measuring how well it's doing. Because you may well need to either cancel it or double its efforts. So you might find that from your, you send out your post off your, cat, your catalog and you then wait six months, not a single order comes from it. Now, either your catalog is wrong or you've sent it to the wrong audience, or maybe catalog just isn't the right thing for your product. And you need to start thinking about that straight away. But however, if you're getting, you've, you've set out your catalog and you're getting too many orders to manage every single day, it's all become too much. Maybe this isn't actually the right way for you to market. There is too much of a good thing. You have to recognize that just having lots of orders is not necessarily perfect because you might find you're letting down those people because you can't subscribe, you can't provide the product. Mm. And that's as dangerous. So you have to think two ways. It's both too much and too little. It's very tempting to think analytics are obvious. I'll just count when it's not going so well. Nah. Mm. It might be yeah. doing too well. That's it, isn't it? I mean, it, and it comes down to, um, I was another subject I wanted to discuss at some stage about my, my, the, the, the levels of organisation, even if it's a large organisation or, or a smaller one, but the, uh, you know, the, the, the strategic, the operational and the tactical. So really an analytics, you know, connecting the, the tactics you're employing and then, you know, you say the sales you're getting in and then the operational resourcing that you have available to, to, to service that, that demand or, 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 or to do it in the first place. It's, it's a bit of a, a cycle, really, isn't it? The, oper the resources you have with the budget to deploy the tactics to then service, hopefully, the, you know, the custom you get. Um, and then informing the strategy in the longer term about, well, how you want to then progress. Yeah, you're completely right. And that's exactly that operational part is something that's something we can forget. So we tend to forget, we might tell, call, tell sales, we've just done a marvellous LinkedIn campaign that's just gone out today, but you might well not tell the warehouse. And they really, really need to know, because sadly, that the three of their best warehouse operators have just gone on holiday. And you've just encouraged hundreds of leads to come in and hundreds of orders to flood in. So you need to include every time you do a campaign, tell everybody in your business what you are doing before you do it. I mean, down to, I mean, I'm, you know, down to the cleaner possibly, because you might need to come in specially because everyone's going completely ballistic in the middle of the night. So it might check. So you really need to tell everyone. And actually, People can be really, really helpful. If you tell everyone what you're doing, you might find that someone will say, oh yeah, but don't you think that might work better if you call it a balloon, not a brick? And then you think, yeah, you've got a good point there. Actually that you're one of my private, you are just like my customers. Brilliant, I'll do that. So tell everyone, just t no secrets. Don't hide your campaigns. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and actually, there's a, a bit of a. I keep going off on these ideas, sort of the things, actually. But I, I think there's something there that's very important. Again, something that I mean, from working at a business school in the past, and people talking about operational organization, organizational culture, um, but also where marketing sits. I'm almost going back here 
a very long time to my my, um, my my studies my degree about you know what the idea of of, of understanding the customer and where marketing how it it's that is that key um, um, well connecting point focal point really that between the customer and the organization and the idea of you know you're there to listen to what your customers want and you're then trying to obviously sell and reach out to new customers and existing customers but then it's that understanding everybody understanding right from as you say if it's if it's if it's the cleaner and people are going to be working late because there's this massive order coming in because we're doing the christmas stock campaign uh, in september whatever it might be it's that joining together because i re really when you're the the interface of, of the organization and then talking to your to your customer whether that's in a large business or a small business everything that's done as you say behind the scenes has to be about servicing the people you're trying to sell this to whatever yeah. it might be um and and i think that's where in particular where marketers have a, a very important role actually don't they and that they've got to have that awareness from both both sides they're, they're they're scientific and they're they're perhaps artistic but they're also they have to be listening to both ends of, of the spectrum of, of where they work marketing is it's it's, it's cross-cultural so you're going to be, you should be talking to everyone from finance to make sure you can actually make your budget work and that they'll can, and always show your budget to finance because they do really clever things which make it stretch further always if you're part of a company show it to the finance director they can make awfully useful advice but so you're going for all the way from finance all the way through to the person who's going to be packaging it in the warehouse at the end so that if you've said um, it comes in a beautifully wrapped parcel with a pink bow on it if you find you then go to the warehouse and your name is scum because it takes them three times the length of time because they've got to put a blooming pink bow around every package, then you should have discussed that with them before you had the idea. Mm. So, and you really do need to cross all the boundaries. And now you know that it takes them far too long to put a pink, bound, pink, pink bin around it, pink bow around it. Possibly what you need to do is now go back to... Um, to the developers and say those brilliant ideas you've been having about putting pink bows around things that's really not maybe going to work so well can we rethink it mm. so the whole business needs you to listen and speak across it yeah absolutely i mean and in so many ways really isn't it because i mean you have the whole um the thing that we say li listening to the rest of the business so there could be somebody who's there Pack packaging up the product not actually do with the product itself you say packaging the product and then they say oh wouldn't it be a really cool thing actually if we wrote if we personalize this on the front here and actually said this is too you know so and so again depending on maybe it's that maybe it's back to the handbag examples you know and then um yeah. if you get someone who does your packaging for you and they and they obviously with marketing but they say wouldn't it be lovely to have a personalization on here and they say okay well how much is that going to cost it's going to cost 10p per package you think okay well can we budget that in? Let's ask the customers if they'd like it, perhaps. Let's find out. So again, they're, they're informing on the way you're engaging with your audience, or perhaps it's the other way around. Your audience is saying, oh gosh, we really would love to have, because so often we gift these bags. And actually, if you had a gift wrapping service, that would be even better for me. And then you're informing back to your operational side. But you say it's yep. got to be, you're understanding where the money's going, but you're also understanding the customer expectation. And you've got to keep that flow of, of information going haven't you between all those areas yep. and then in the middle the as you say the finance guy is saying well it's lovely you're doing these personalized um uh, pieces here but that you don't you do realize that's costing us 10 million pounds extra a year <laughs> um to, to deploy and actually you have no marketing budget left for next year so yep. there you go but um but that's and why other, it's so important yeah i mean the other things you need to kick in is it 
because yes this personalization is brilliant that's a brilliant idea so an order comes in and they put their personalization details on it's to samantha twaddle and that's absolutely her name however you don't have a system that gets their order through to the warehouse so the warehouse don't know it's to samantha twaddle because they haven't got the capacity to get that piece of paper or and then you suddenly think oh well, i know what we'll do we'll print all the orders out and send them down an envelope mm, that's hardly any extra work at all is it yes it is so you need you possibly do need to improve everybody it's possible it might there might be a very easy answer but ask them before you implement it yeah ab absolutely and, and and it's so so important to be in it and so many areas i'm sure another item we'll be talking about is uh, uh crm uh customer relationship uh, management and, and tools like that but i mean it and it can be particularly well chief information officers or it leads they can be very interested in in marketing what you're trying to do and you yep. perhaps assume well they're there just to make sure that our computers switch on every day and things work but actually it's i mean it, it is really this kind of um you know matrix model of an organization isn't it the best organizations you see they do so well because they have those connections and and they they do work together they are they know they have a, a clearer purpose of what they're trying to achieve yeah. um, and they incorporate that into everything they're doing and, and that absolutely is evident in, in the marketing campaigns yeah. um, that, that you're running as well you may look at the services and think oh, well no, those are silos aren't they but um, yeah exactly and as a marketer you ought to be making best friends with the finance director the it director um, the development or the executives who are making the products and the warehouse managers, they ought to be all your best friends and you ought to be speaking to them at least once a week, really, to make sure that they know what you're doing when. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, as you say, it, it, it's so important. And it, I mean, it's interesting. So as, as we discuss it, I'm just thinking about the, you said the, 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 the large organisation and then the, the small organisation as well. And, and when it, it maybe just be two, two people, one person, I don't know makes the bags the other person sells them does all the operational stuff but actually even just one conversation between those two people you know one person yep. makes them in their garage and another person is sitting on a laptop in their shepherd's hut in their garden who knows uh doing their thing and then but if there isn't that connection there uh and understanding yep. what's going on then again you're shooting yourself in the foot um, that's right what, what you're trying to accomplish so I think it's very you have to be careful that you don't think of marketing as just a sole little thing in a bubble because it's not in a bubble at all. It's can it's the it's the glue that links together the whole business. Really, mm. marketing is part of it. You can't do without it, but you also have to make sure that it's um, washing through everything. Mm, yeah, and it, it's so often still nowadays. I. I work with certain people and they'll say that well they might they don't perhaps say it in so many words but certain people just assume or in fact they either assume this or they they kind of make it happen to a team they almost diminish a marketing team so it becomes the merchandise team or yep. the website team or whatever it might be they they unintentionally in many reasons in many areas they just turn it into something that it's that it's not or that it shouldn't be um and i think that that can be a challenge particularly if you're someone who's a, say a marketing manager who's ended up in that situation and you are thinking well no no these are my boundaries and this is what i do and uh, i just need to make sure that i do this well and you could be intimidated by the finance you could be siloed off from talking to you know the product development and yeah, and it, yeah. 
it's that skill, isn't it, really, as you say, to reach out, to make it meaningful, to, to, to convey your marketing internally, really, aren't you? Yep. You're marketing why your team, not for power gains, not for mm-hmm. empire building, but to help everybody, you need to reach out. You, this is why yep. you all need to understand and, and work with me. So yeah, exactly. So if, if you're a small business who's looking to grow, you need to make sure that you've got next to you a really good marketing person because you really need a marketing person on the board to actually stop this siloing happen because marketeers are are profound silo crossers and it's what they do extremely well and it's they're a very valuable person to have on your side Mm. so that if you've got a growing business make sure you've got a marketing person really being involved in almost everything Yeah, and as you say, it's, it's, t- it's tying together all of those areas and, and the fact that you say that they are, you know, we naturally try and go across and understand how, how to work with other, with other team members yeah. and make it, and make it uh, come together. And Because, and, again, I think that the, there's that sort of, um, you know, central idea about the purpose of what you're trying to do as a business, without getting too airy-fairy about it, but the, the idea of, you know, you do want to have um, a, a purpose to, to, to achieve a goal, you know, and... Yep and knowing that you have to work together to to achieve it so often it becomes internally competitive and uh, uh yeah. with, with, with whatever you're doing and, and actually that, that awareness is, is so vital actually isn't it we've all worked for companies the bigger the company is the more likely this is to happen that you will get to the end of the year where you're having to flex your budget because it's all going to be having to spend less and the one thing that's always very, very vulnerable is marketing. The marketing budget is the easiest thing to say, we're running out of money, let's cut the marketing budget. Because it's not been spent yet, it's not going to stop us having bags in the warehouse, but it is going to stop you telling anyone about the bags in the warehouse, but never mind. But it's been really interesting during COVID, actually, because um, I've had to work very hard with clients, clients to persuade them not to cut off not to cut off marketing to keep their foot on the pedal Mm. and you really do have to see marketing as an action that you can't stop doing you can't and then you can't just stop now and think oh i'll pick up later because Mm. you've lost a lot of ground in that time customers move very quickly to your competitors and if you're not there they've gone Mm. yeah absolutely i mean and, and it's also that um i think a lot of the time you think well people think they can cut marketing budgets because marketing isn't, it, you can't really, you can't really feel it unless, unless you're, unless, yeah. unless your marketing team, uh, as I say, one of those, those ones who've been sort of diminished into a week, produce the catalog every year, the annual catalog. That's what marketing do. They produce <laughs> the catalogs. Like, well, no, no, they're the people, yep. the catalog producers. That, that's what they're doing. Absolutely. Uh, they're not selling marketing. Um, but, but then there's that feeling that yes, it's not as tangible. And you think, well, that's stuff that, it was kind of nice to have and you know um okay but then you ask that question but what was it there for in the first place it's there to try and help you sell more and and you exist as a business so but if someone sees that from the other from outside from say from the finance director's position you don't have a good relationship with them then they're going to say well look there's all this stuff you do what did that lead to yeah investments and attribution but if you've got a model and you've effectively which is another important thing at the beginning you factored in you're testing stuff, you're trying stuff, you're not guaranteeing there and saying, look, I've written in blood, this is going to all work. So I'm yep. going to spend 10 pounds and it's going to bring in a hundred pounds of business. You're saying, well, I'm going to spend 10 pounds, at least three or four of that may very well not come to anything, but I will learn from that. And, and that, that continued experience, well, even when in the quiet times, 
you're learning, you're trying, and, and, and campaigns have to, in their very essence, is yep. trying to learn, isn't it? I mean, in a funny kind of way, you actually do want some campaigns to fail because otherwise you can't, you've got nothing to learn. If everything you do is succeeding, you don't really know whether it's succeeding as best it could. And just because it's going well, you just think, well, I'll repeat that because, you know, it's doing okay. You actually want to be able to try something which is very slightly pushing the boundaries or being a bit odd. Because actually, if that works, you can think, oh, look, we can actually move over here into this audience and expand our audience base. But if it doesn't work, you've learned that that's not the way to go. But that doesn't mean don't never go anywhere else again. It might mean go left, not right. Yeah. So you need to fail to learn. You really yeah. do. Exactly. As we said earlier on, it does quite often, um, you know, you can mask, mask the successes, you know, ultimate success in, in, in perhaps all your campaigns. As I suppose it depends where you're measuring success. You say, well, yes, we, 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 we're selling everything we need to. We're making the money we need to. Well, that's great. And yep. you can carry on like that, of course. But particularly in this world, this world now where, you know, we see change happen so quickly. Markets can evolve, uh, you know, within within uh, months instead of years or decades. And, and actually being on top and understand, again, understanding, even when it's the good times, understanding what is what is good about the good times, what what is good, which campaigns are actually performing well. Yeah. Um, so then you might say, well, yeah, there's seventy percent of our budget which we're spending on all the rest of this stuff. Which it may not be as simple as this, of course. It may be that that's the first touch point, the seventy percent. The second touch point, which then actually has the attributed spend uh, and conversion, is 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 doing really well. So you might say, well, we'll cut away the seventy percent because we don't need that. That's not giving us anything. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it dries up on the the thirty percent that you were spending yep. the money on. So. It's just across the whole board, isn't it? Sort of having a, as, as good an yeah. idea as you can about what is performing well, what's not performing well. Yeah. And that natural churn, you, you, it would look very odd, actually, if you didn't have a churn in tactics and, yep. and campaigns year on year, wouldn't it? Yeah, just never, ever be afraid to try something new either. Because the, the, tactic, the types of tactics we've now got available to us, as you say, the churn in there is huge as well. I mean, for you know, TikTok, we didn't do TikTok last year. That's a new thing. And now all of a sudden people are marketing on TikTok. So you have to keep trying, keep going forward and keep researching different techniques. Or you might suddenly find that all your audience, basically, they've all just given up on Facebook. They just decided that's not what they're doing. They're all now Instagram customers because that's what they want to do. So you have to constantly keep, keep up with your audience and with what your competition is doing. And, to do, and you can only do that by trying. Give things a go. Mm, yeah exactly and, and and again it's yeah i mean it all comes back to that simple sheet of paper understanding yep. what it is you're going to try so you've factored in your your trial and you've said with unashamedly you've gone to your finance director or your boss and you've put this piece of paper down and then suddenly they say what what's this why why are you why why are you trying to uh, advertise on twitter that's that's you know we don't we don't do that we've never done that and then you say well exactly and I, i'm spending this much of the budget i'm, I'm not i'm spending you know a fifth uh five percent rather of the budget yep. on that. that's why i'm doing it and because i i want to see what's happening you know two years yeah. ago because you keep your records two years ago we didn't advertise on facebook we spent five percent now we spend thirty percent so yep. it's, it's it's keeping that open mind but having that but not necessarily covering your, your back but sort of habit having your, your team and your yourself with a plan to to justify yep in a more scientific way, everything you're then 
trying to to achieve in a more creative exactly way. it's incredibly important to, as, as you've just said to make sure that you know what you did last year so keeping really precise records of what did and didn't achieve that's why you're doing analytics and you're not just doing analytics and then not looking at them again you're doing analytics and you're recording them so that when you come to make your annual plan of all your campaigns next year you can look back at the analytics and say look this did really well we're going to do this again this was fantastic we're at that's easy we're going to pick that campaign off there and put it into next year's plan because it works and we can do it it makes your yearly planning much easier if you can just pick up a campaign and say brilliant all we've got to do is change the date off yep. it goes again yeah yeah and as you said then it's establishing that you know your own methodology which you 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 have in in your current um uh, business but then you can take and apply anywhere to any business absolutely uh, can't you and, and it and it, yep. it and that's the thing as well it doesn't it doesn't really matter because i think yes there are such differences in in, in products and, and businesses and markets as, as we know what, what, what you're working on but actually these some of these fundamentals that they're they're, they're they're not as sexy, actually, I suppose, as, 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 as all the, the exciting marketing um, things that you can be doing and the new stuff and, and whatnot. And, uh, and actually, it, it is coming back to these basics, which it feels so, so much more solid. Uh, you feel so yep. much more um, uh, rooted in, 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 in str a strong foundation if you understand what it is you're doing, what you have done, absolutely. what you want to do. You can justify so much more. Yep, absolutely. And if, if every single year it works really well for you to send christmas cake to your previous um customers because they like that and then they tend to then buy you buy one more thing that year terrific send keep sending christmas cake to them because the old works every time if you find that um you've been sending christmas cake for years and actually nobody is buying anything as a result of your christmas cake they're probably loving the christmas cake but it's not driving sales so ditch the christmas cake idea if after a hot of years things do get boring that it's very tempting to think yawn it's yeah, yeah. too much really i mean well, the aa um used to do every single year the aa would send a christmas card with a m&s voucher in it to every single one of their members and that must have cost them a lot of money because they've got a lot of members and then they start to think hmm, i wonder if we could see how many of these vouchers are used so they then spoke to mls and said could we see how many of these vouchers are used and they found that only 10 percent of them were being used so they were buying spending you know hundreds of thousands of pounds on these vouchers that they were sending to all their customers that were ending up in the bin and they thought, well, that's not much of a gift, is it? People are looking and going, how, how lovely, but not getting anything from it. Mm. So they then changed and they said, we will give you, um, you, can, you can go into Marks and Spencers and collect a voucher if you'd like one. Mm, that was a better way to do it because then they didn't have to spend the money up yeah. front. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's I mean, that, that I think connects with, uh, with you know, one of the, uh, from our list of things we, we were sort of looking at in this, I think, the sort of when, when a campaign, the birth of a campaign, the end of a campaign, when it, I say when it fails or when it doesn't, it doesn't work. There, there's always there can also be that that reticence, can't there, to to um, actually knock it on the head and, and stop absolutely something, save something. Um, and and no matter what what sort of business you have, you always think, well, oh, I don't know, no, I've I've committed to this now and. Uh, what can I do? Unless there's a contractual commitment to spend, 
something um yep. that but there can be this fear that well if you even if you sort of know it's not working you don't change tactics because you don't have anything else that you yep. can think of to do potentially but actually that's when you, you shouldn't be afraid to to stop but you're absolutely right campaigns do have a have a death rate death point and not only do they sometimes just get a bit long in the tooth and they ought to stop there are still things they ought to stop they've either failed and you ought to stop it and potentially tweak it and start it again or kill it or they've just done what they what they were asked to do you've run the campaign it's reached the return on investment and now it's finished because you can't keep it going you shouldn't just keep 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 things going that's fatal but the other thing you must make sure it doesn't happen is that it doesn't bump into the next campaign you're thinking of running because actually probably you've planned several campaigns for the year and there's no good not running campaign two because you're desperately keeping campaign one going that's the wrong thing to do just stop campaign one and start campaign two because mm. if you believe in both of them campaign two is just as valuable but it, you can't do them both at the same time yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and as you say it, again it comes back to that sort of the resource you have the time you have the focus you have to to do these things and it could be vice versa as you say whether it's then uh campaign one's running you thought it might do quite well it's you you genuinely have because you've asked yourself the right questions you genuinely have the analytics the evidence to prove that it is doing incredibly well uh you were planning to do campaign two so you might then say well we'll, we'll stop campaign one now because it was supposed to finish in march so we're finishing it now we're starting campaign two which is doing something different then you'd be thinking well hang on a second this is doing incredibly well why why we're doing that because that's where the, the flexibility comes in isn't it really around your campaign saying well no no yep. we had two in there and it was booked in and it it's going to cost a bit more or a bit less and you go well, no 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 let's 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 elongate one but we we can't do both at the same time because we don't have the resources to do that but we don't have to be slaves to uh the, the the plan we had there but crucially if we are going to change it we communicate we're changing it we make it mm -hmm. clear in the plan what's yep. changing and then we actually go back and think well why did we change that we changed it because campaign one was much better because we did it on this channel and it yep. performed well why did it perform well well because it was of this and here's the evidence and okay yep. what does that tell us for next year then how do we learn i mean it's yep. again it's that continual learning recording experience isn't it really and get those basic which are so important but you have to remember your audience is patience so that you might by the time your campaign's been running for an x amount of time you might actually have touched almost every single member of your audience depending on how big your audience is but it's not not impossible that you've spoken to them all that they've all seen your campaign and you've got to remember that they have although that your audience are lovely they haven't got the patience of a saint and sometimes multiple touches are important and that will nudge people forward but ultimately you're going to get to the point where you're not nudging them anywhere apart from the off button. So really you need to recognize that your audience is part of your um, calculations as well. And audiences get bored as well. If I'm constantly seeing the same Twitter ad coming up, you know, either they're saying, yes, I know I've responded already and now I'm bored or leave me alone. I never want to see this again. I'm actually going to block you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's, I think as well, that sort of really, highlights the importance again of um understanding you know a customer journey well that's a totally different conversation obviously but the, the customer journey and and understanding again tracking and understanding these days where where your customers are uh which part of the to use the fantastic old aida model 
and understanding at which point they've got to. Again, all the old models actually are so relevant and this is yeah. something I really want to concentrate on in another conversation. Oh, the got it right. <laughs> yeah, so, so exactly, these things, they, you know, a lot of things don't, some things adapt and change and develop, but actually a lot of the common sense and things that have been derived already are, are so important to think about. But as you say, I mean, nowadays we have the luxury at least of, of seeing, perhaps hopefully seeing and tracking uh, more within the GDPR regulations naturally. Uh, where our, our customers are going and, and at what point of the relationship they've moved on to. So as you say, we're not yeah. banging them over the head with the same old um, yeah. uh, adverts and touch points. We're actually saying, well, this has now moved on. You've entered a new phase of our relationship. It's like a one-on-one -on -one relationship, you know, another relationship stage. Things have moved to this point. And then, you know, we're, we're moving you more towards another topic I'd like to talk about, about customer lifetime value. And, and, and that's that phase. But... But again, I mean, yeah, it, a lot of it is 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 that insight, isn't it? It's understanding what you know. Again, what, what you're actually deploying, um, how is it going down with your audience? Yeah. Again, the old thing of just listening to your audience, isn't it? Really, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so it's vital, vital. Um, I mean, I think we've chosen a really big topic to start with. Campaign planning is all of marketing in one big thing, and hopefully, we're going to be able, we're going to go on sooner to pinpoint some of the things we've been talking about for this but i think this has given a fairly good view of what a campaign from birth to death looks like yes i agree i think we've got a nice sort of uh, nice um with some some as we as we promised at the beginning some nice meanderings in the middle but we have covered uh, the, the whole area and, and it's it's such a rich topic of so many different areas yep. we can get to, but i think we probably need to Wrap, wrap that up at the moment and, Absolutely. and uh, it's been really good fun to talk about it it's been great thanks ever so much and i think it'll give us new paths to explore in the future indeed yes absolutely brilliant okay thanks good much. to see you bye thank you we hope you enjoyed that episode of marketing meanders and if you'd like to subscribe to future shows please go to shows.acast.com forward slash marketing dash meanders.